Welcome back to the Brian Golf Show, presented by Pinned Golf. Our friends at Pinned Golf are hooking it up big for steesandtees.com on this weekend sale. It is this weekend, Valentine's Day weekend. We're going to do a sale that Melissa, it starts Friday night at what time? Um, six o'clock if you're on the email list, you'll get the password. And then for everybody else, it starts at eight. Okay, so... Pinned rangefinders are going to be on there. The blackjack, a two hundred dollar rangefinder, is going to be on our site for one hundred and fifty dollars. That is a steal. Then shipping yes. and shipping. Wait, yeah. free shipping? No, no, no. You pay. Oh shipping. yeah, yeah. Well, still, still, it's a steal. Yeah. All right. So it's like um, I think shipping's eight dollars because of the sale because um, it's flat rate. So depending on how much, like, yeah. Okay, easy enough. Well, pinnedgolf.com. If you cannot wait for the super good deal that we're going to be given, there's a great deal still at pinnedgolf.com. I think I'm going to limit it as well. Oh, so wait. Only 25. 25, okay. 25 so range So first 25, Correct. $50 off. Correct. Simple as that. Okay, but pinnedgolf.com, you can always go to Brian and use Brian Golf Code. And you, you can, can. save money. And it's still a good discount. It's a good discount. It's not quite $150. It's not quite buying it from steesandtees.com. So this Brian Golf Show, we're going to take some uh, stupid questions with brutally honest answers right off of Instagram. I actually didn't respond to a single one of these today. While, you, while you're doing that, while you're prepping that, I'm going to just plug this sale real quick because you started touching on it. Um, just so everybody knows, we are doing a flat rate on polos, sweaters, and rain gear. So all polos will be $40, all sweaters will be $50, and then all rain gear jackets will be $60. We do have some older Grayson on there. A lot of stuff, you know, people have already seen from the past, but I know we've got new customers, uh, people that are new to the site. So they will be able to take advantage. Well, everybody will, but uh, the people that haven't seen it before will get really excited. Um, I think we're doing Grayson for $20. And $25 Grayson sweaters, I think is what we're doing. So again, it's styles that people have seen in the past sales, but for the new people, they've never seen it. So they don't know any different. They don't know. So yeah. it's not a flat rate. It's a flat rate sale for the most part. Correct. But, but okay. some of the older Grayson, we're going to just liquidate at $20 and $25. But other than that, you know, Peter Millar, G4. Um, $40 G4 $40. and Peter Millar. Yes. And we got some sick styles yes. and thousands RLX, of skews um yeah rlx everyone if jt is listening justin thomas if you need some rlx because they dropped you this is the you. place i don't know what logos are on there's it, actually some really good logos um galloway you're yep. you were like excited about that i think it's galloway national yeah, yeah. Which is and a then big deal. uh paramount which i don't know what that is um somebody there's can, another one on there can help me out. people are asking um, about they're like cicada bay i don't know what it is yeah and then there's 19 1923 i don't know what that is but that logo is really cool um was 19 1923. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, and then there's also Glen Oaks. I don't know. There's a bunch of cool. like really cool logos. $40 flat Yay. rate. Steez and Tees. Go buy it all. Com. So I, I kind of like, uh, I threw this, we were at the gym and a lot of times when we're at the gym, it'll be like uh, a time for me to, you know, do something, let it sit there and uh, let it fester and then come back to it later on. So that's what I did today. But I started this the other day where I, I said something. I was to say, be honest, you're on one right now. I'm a little you on one right now. You are on one. I am a little on one. Um, I, I like, Jesus, stop me from making a mistake. Pretty please. But uh, I still, nonetheless, I just needed like a little vent session. And, and sometimes instead of just venting hardcore and getting into it, I might have just said, hey, can we just, if you're, if you pay attention to what I do and you respect me and my time and you want to continue to have uh, my time come your way, you know, on questions and DMs and all of that, we need more respect in here and it needs to be more respect for, for my time. I respect you as someone coming to me. So I just said like, I'm, I'm kind of over everyone going, what are your thoughts on da, 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 da? What are your thoughts on this wedge versus this? Wedge? And it's like, Okay, I understand that you want my thoughts, but it's very easy for you to say, what are your thoughts? Go. But it's not easy for me to answer you with well, my thoughts. And I think a lot of the things are as well, like you do have the pod, you do have YouTube, you do post a lot. So some of the stuff is really easy for them to find if they just did a little bit of research into you. Um, I know a lot of people are new to your page maybe, but when I go and follow somebody new, like, oh shit, I really like their content. I kind of stalk them a little bit, like 
before I follow them. Like, okay, is it worth me following? Or is it just like, okay, cool. They've got a couple cool posts. So I just, I think that that's really where you've been struggling. This is just me on the inside, like listening to you. I think because it just, it doesn't take much to just scroll and look, I'm talking about a shaft or I'm talking about something like, what do you think about the hanger? Are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> four years. you have only been talking about the hanger for four years. It's all over your page. You've talked about it. You didn't just wake up one day and say, you know what? I think this is actually really shitty all of a sudden, like <laughs> get real. So I think it's stuff like that. And it just, it boils up and it's like come on guys like yeah come on pinned well again pinned somebody pinned. the other day said so what are the same sentence what are your thoughts on the hanger and pinned golf and at first I, I actually opened it I read it and I was like is this a joke is somebody joke like is this a prank like what's going on here because it's it's blatant so I think that that's really the big struggle I can be honest and say that it is it's starting to wear on me and all this time like I am not unaware of the fact that we were able to grow on social media because we were so upfront and we were so. And we don't want that to go away. It we're doesn't not need saying to go that away. That, no. Right, right. Keep the questions, yes. keep the DMs, just respect it and maybe check to see if I haven't posted about it in the last week, maybe, because yeah. that's where it's bad. Like two days you'll post and then two days later, somebody will ask about something that you just posted. So it's like, re I respect you. You respect me just a little to do a little bit of research before you maybe just ask. And I said it the other day, like a lot of it is stuff I have to go, like you'll ask me about products and I have to Google it myself. So Google it first. And then come to me with, this is what I found. Now, what do you think of this? Like, based on what I found, do you find that to be true from your fittings and all of that? There is no one. I've been over this a million times. This shaft is just not great. Like somebody asked me, I'm going to go through a bunch of shafts, the riptide on the wall. How's that shaft? It's fucking awesome. If it fits you, guess what? It fucking sucks if it doesn't fit you. And I don't mean to say that about a product, but I'm just saying like, you're not going to find enjoyment out of hitting a product if it doesn't fit you or work for your game. You know, we got a lot of players that got into a hazardous smoke green this past year because we, we did a lot of hazardous smoke green. It was a very popular shaft this year. It didn't fit a lot of people. I was very honest with a lot of people. And I said, look, if you're a banger and you want to hit something like, that's very firm profile, whatever, this shaft could work for you. They'd buy it. Simple I was as say, that. A lot of people just bought just it because it, it was right? popular and they're like, screw it, I'm going to buy it because I want to. We had the guy walk in the shop the other day that literally knew nothing about a Patterson shaft and just bought it because he liked the way it looked. Yep. He has no idea how it's going to fit him or anything. He's like, I don't care. I just like the way it looks. But it probably will be better than what he, what he right. has. But right. I would have never, I didn't tell that guy like, oh dude, this shaft is awesome. You're going to love it. Because I, I really don't know, but Squeaky's going, he's going like, he's going to like it. So anyway, that's kind of what started this and I said you know what um and this is really funny this is like uh an old radio thing where you hammer something home and and somebody thinks that it's you your bit that you do it or whatever somebody said man I can't wait for Friday night's uh brutally honest question I'm like I don't remember those being on Fridays but I do remember Johnny Wonder always doing like Friday nights and so I think somebody kind of mixed the two of us and what we do there uh, at the same time but yes here are those brutally honest uh answers to some of your questions. Some of these are probably going to be really funny, meaning uh, they're doing it on purpose. I might call those people out a well, little bit. Well, I was saying that yep. even sometimes. It's like, ha, oh, sorry, man, had to. Yep. What do you think about this? Oh, sorry, had to. <laughs> yeah, I heard that 150 <laughs> times in the past 24 uh, hours. You are actually part of the problem. <laughs> Just need you to know you need to change it up and be part of the solution. <laughs> so a really good one here from our R-Y, Ryan McLeod, eight. He must like the number eight as well as I do. If you didn't know, eight's my favorite number. How often does someone really fit into a hard or soft step shaft? And the answer is um, not yeah. often, but often enough to where it is relevant. Like I have, you know, made that judgment call in, especially in uh, kind of growing players and juniors and whatnot, like high speed juniors that, you know, it's like, man, we, we aren't quite like, I know dad doesn't want a regular flex on his son because he wants to be able to kind of say his son's in a stiff and we can kind of like soft step a stiff and things like that. And we've kind of gotten away with that um, a little bit where it does actually make sense for said player. So it does happen often. I'd say 10% of the time though, that's probably something that happens. 
Um, Mr. J hope. Well, hope. Well, my stupid question. <laughs> I love that. He's called it my stupid question. It's actually not a stupid question at all. Listen to the latest, my golf spy pod on human fitting versus data fitting. How do you see your role evolving? So, uh, Mel for you and, um, this is, I already know what you're going to say. You act like I don't read your DMS. So like you, I've already seen you answer this question to somebody else. Are you familiar with this? And then on my golf, yeah. for anybody not familiar, yeah, they think fitting is going to go away and that it's going to be replaced by a computer, like digital, It'll yeah, be like digital. Yeah, thank God. I mean, like I would love that, right? Because how often would we get people's business? We'd get all of your business. You would right. come straight to us and we right. fit you. You still have to come in and try this stuff, but it's easier for you because you don't have to sit there and know everything about every single shaft and every single head. Like it's just a little known secret. <laughs> um, which is, I love when you come in and get fit. That is great. That is so much fun. And that, uh, you know, is on brand with what we do here at Brian Golf. But you know what I really love? When you just tell me what you want and I, I get to build it. I love that. Sometimes I love that just as much. Just because, you know, we skip a step. And you normally already know your specs. You know, you come in, you know, or you, you DM, you kind of already know your specs. If you're coming to me looking for specs digitally, it's hard. And that's why I don't think this is going to, you know, really be a thing hundred percent to where like, you're always going to need to come get fit. You're going to need that physical, you know, verification of the data. In I would person. never spend that kind of money on anything without seeing it, touching it, feeling it, trying it. That's the other part. Like, let's be real. Yeah. That's the other part of it. All right. So I, uh, I don't really think that there's validity to that. There's just such a human element to it. Uh, really need to I don't need to just even see you swing. But I agree, need to it's like, going to help. It's going to help. And, and I hope it does okay a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And my golf spy still has like their little true fit thing, or yeah. I think it's what it's called, um, which is cool. If somebody wants the easy answer and they don't want to go deep into what we can do here right. on an aftermarket shaft level and on a custom build level. So uh, Anthony Breen gave me a bunch of uh, Mary, <laughs> Mary fuck kills. Um, I'm not going to bleep that. I'm not going to really not on this podcast. If somebody else sponsored the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But pin pins like, nah, let it roll, bro. Uh, when actually, your email is the boys. <laughs> the boys. Oh man. They're no, they can't. Um, he had some merry fuck kills in here. Like you golf in the state of Indiana, which is very, very tough. I can't even go that way. And then he had Reggie Miller, Arnold Palmer and Peyton Manning. Wait, I was in the same category as Indiana and what else? Um, golf. Golf or like Indiana golf? Nope. State of Indiana, golf, and Mel. You have to answer it. <laughs> well, uh, I will, uh, I'll kill the state of Indiana. Aww. None of the people with it. None of the people with it. I would, I'd fuck the shit out of golf. Yeah. I'd marry you. Okay. Hoping that I would get a little bit of something for the marriage, but that's actually turned out to be <laughs> completely false. So maybe I need to flip that around. That's my only way. Is it a one time or what's the story there? I love Indiana, but I, I can't, I can't get rid of golf and I can't, I can't get rid of you. Two things. Reggie Miller, Arnold Palmer, Peyton Manning. I will not answer that in respect for all three you of those have people. To. Those are three you of like to. my top five. Yeah. I have to. What are you like the yeah. rules? Um, I will. Well, Arnie's uh, already dead, so I feel like uh, you can get away with that. No, no. I'm gonna marry. Uh, I'm gonna marry Arnie. I'm gonna marry oh. Arnie. Yeah, I'm gonna marry him. Um, Peyton and who else? Reggie Miller. Oh, Reggie can go. Reggie can. Reggie can go. Yeah. Um, and I love Reggie. He's my favorite basketball player of all time. But he can go just, I mean, it's like, he's out there like living it up in LA. Peyton's still like proud of being a Colt, even though he's a Colt and Bronco now Hall of Famer, but it's like, still he's, he's a Colt and he's a legend. Um, I do like this one from Breen as well. Um, most underrated golf company. And that's a really good one. Um, getting that a lot. You could very well say that Cobra is an underrated golf company. And then everyone, the popular answer is Strixon. But I actually think that Strixon has such unbelievably good oh, so I iron he meant product. Like on a bigger, I thought he meant like a bigger scale than that. Not just golf clubs. Right, right, right. Like, like, a, mm. like a business, like a golf company maybe that is not talked about enough. Well, I would just say most underrated is, is it's pretty big, right? Like I would have to think of like the biggest of companies. I couldn't really think of like a really underrated golf company. I mean, what would, what would you think Mel? As far as like your brand, like who we love, that's maybe, um, 
I think I think Arcos goes a little under the radar sometimes. I don't think people realize the yeah. true benefit um, of a Arcos. Really, that's a really good one. Um, and you're talking a couple hundred dollars to get going? Correct. I and think you, people get scared of it a little bit. They think that it's like a lot of work. I think sometimes they don't realize that it's really not. You literally just turn your phone on and go. Um, so I think that scares people sometimes. But I think I'm going to say Arcos. Yeah, and selfishly, I'll say um, what Steez and Tees does a few times a year with our gatherings and our events, it's a little underrated because it wasn't, and then it, and then last year was weird, and now, like, we we have this whole, I'm saying it's underrated because we have all of these people coming that are all brand new, and it's I'm our biggest so event excited. ever. I'm like, so I'm excited. pumped again to meet new people Fresh that we've faces. been conversing with for the past couple of years, and we get to meet them. So yeah. to me, this is like the first time, so I feel like we're, you know, we've streamlined, we're just going to do three to five events, but three of them being bigger events or bigger travel events. Um, We have something planned possibly in Tampa. So if you're listening to this and you would participate, it's only, it's a two night stay and it's going to be under $600. That's all I'm going to say. And it is going to be different than any tournament we've ever done. So if it's something that you might want to participate in, Drop us a little note. That way we can kind of know. I know we've done Tampa before, um, but for us with the store, we really staying in Florida for that, like for just a quick little two-day trip is best yep. for us. Um, so Tampa it is. So if you're in the Tampa area, let's do it. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be an acquired taste. Yeah. This tournament. It's going to be so cool. And it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be, be fun. Cool. So um, PG coaches, what is the best way to track shots? I'm just going to say I use Arcos. I'm an Arcos ambassador. Um, wow. I didn't even know that was coming. Yep. So that was actually one of the next questions right here. I'm just going down the list. I haven't even seen any of these except the Mary fuck kills from <laughs> earlier. I saw those and laughed and I only read the first two. There was like five of them. Sorry, Anthony. Um, I was, that was a good one though. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to say Arcos and leave it at that. We talked about it enough. Um, here's a great one. SMP 243. Acura I-Series still 125. How good are they? Well, some bitch. If they fit you, they're fantastic. <laughs> Next I lo- question. I love them. I, I really like them. I like the feel. They're, they're great to fit with, but uh, they spin a little bit too much for me off the irons. Therefore, um, that is a no for me personally, dog, but definitely go someplace that gets, uh, that gets Acura in the fitting bay and see what's up. Why do so many fitters seem to mail it in? Do they just legit have no clue? This is from Dandy Canuck. So a friend from up North, I assume if he's a Canuck, Canuck, uh, do they mail it in? I think a lot of the golf industry mails it in. I don't know what that means. Mail it in. You just kind of go through the motions. You just kind of there. Oh, I think because there's a lot of people that are in the industry that aren't truly passionate about it. I think some people think that it's like the cool thing. Golf exploded. I mean, golf's always been like a thing, but over the last couple of years, it's just exploded. And everybody wants to be a golf influencer. Everybody wants to be this. And and I just think that like, it's cool to be a fitter. It's cool to be in that space. So I think people go and they do it. And their heart's not in it. So that's why I think they mail it in. I think this is a good time to transition just for a second on the fact that we've been getting this question probably more so in the past couple. I think since the Rev 33 video did very well for us and then it it kind of people went back and looked at other things and saw like, hey, we were in a garage, you know, a few months ago and now we're in our store and everybody's giving us kudos on the shop, how it looks and all that. But I think it's a good time to kind of acknowledge it and maybe point to this part in the podcast answering this question that we get all the time which is how do we start our own shop and how much did it cost you like we had somebody basically ask for our financials no no he didn't basically he did he said can you please give me your financials for the month so i know what to expect like uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Would you like my firstborn child as well? Like, I mean, are you going to pay him for me? Cause if you're going to pay him, I'll, I'll tell you everything you want to know. <laughs> but otherwise don't ask somebody for their personal, personal financials, like for the business. That's pretty stupid. So not to mention everybody is different. Also, he wanted to know exactly how much we pay for like components and this and that. And like all accounts are so different. I mean, there's a starting point, but I mean, so many companies have bronze, silver, gold, all yep. these platinum. So what we pay might not be the same thing that you're going to pay. So anyways, don't, the, that's well, a stupid question. And wh- what is the, what is the price? Like, what did we, how much money did we spend to start this? I will not say exactly because we 
we were very lucky to have some relationships that we had in the business. So we did not, and I say, I'm not going to say it because we don't have like a fair realistic amount. So if I say like what we paid or what we spent, that's so far under what somebody really would need. I always say, don't even think about it without a hundred thousand dollars. Truly, if we did it over again and I would not have done it without 150. Yeah. Truly. And, and, and that's even like, um, that's kind of having to like watch your back on demos and what you're buying. And it adds up so much faster than I ever would have thought. And even now, like, I mean, we came in at the end of the year, so it was a little tougher for us because we bought all of our demos in, you know, August and then come January, it was time to buy them all over again. So that was a hard pill for me to swallow. Um, but I would truly, truly, truly say I would not do it without 150,000. And that's not even like including like what you might want in the bank. Like that gives you some in the bank, but it's hard. And I don't want to, you know, I answer this question a lot and I'm going to, I should probably let you answer it instead of taking over, but I'm kind of passionate about this question because it really took me a long time to get on board with doing this because of the financial aspect. And I can truly say we have done very well since moving in here. I wouldn't want anybody without the following that we have and the relationships that we have this point in time to go and try to start a golf company. And so many people that ask, you know, they say like, oh, I want to do exactly what you're doing. How do you do it? How do I do it? One, if you're having to ask how to do it, you're already failing. And like two... Yeah, you shouldn't have to ask, how do you do it, right. right? You should go, no, I've been researching this and I've been looking into this. I know how to do it, right? but this is what do I have, have any some tips? questions on. Do you on. have any, yeah. right. And, and my second biggest thing is people always say, oh, well, you know, I live in so-and-so and we don't have anybody decent and blah, 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 blah. Well, just because you don't have somebody decent what, who are you that those people in your community are going to trust you? You just go and you open your doors and you say, yay, here I am. I'm this golf shop. I build clubs. I fit. I, these people don't know you. And granted there's big, like, you know, I'm going to say when club champion came in, it's a little different because they have some backing. They Mm -hmm. have people behind them. They're a brand. You're just some mom and pop popping up. You better have some type of following and like you have to have a reason for people to come to you and I and there's times where we don't see anybody all day long and I go oh great here we go is this the beginning you know it's scary and we do have people constantly that we're building for online thank god because it takes time to get the foot traffic it takes there's people that still don't even know that we're here and Mm -hmm. we've been here since September people will come in and be like oh my god I didn't know you guys were here we are in the main part of our town there is not a day that people don't go by like the the busiest traffic between two golf courses that are 200 plus rounds a day. I just say, we also have been working towards this for four to five years now. This isn't something we just woke up one day and decided to do. Again, if, and I'm not saying you are who you are, but if you weren't who you are, I would have never, ever, ever done this. Never. I, I just wouldn't. It's, it's hard and it's a hard business to be in because there are those randoms golf shops and there are and you know some people don't care about the money and some people do so you know you get those people that go to the other shops because they're less expensive and they might not get the best work but it's all that they can afford until but then you've got the people that go well you know what I know you I trust you I see what you do I see you on Instagram I see you you know people say you're great they feel that connection so they don't mind spending that little extra I'm not saying you can't get there. I'm not saying somebody couldn't open a shop and get there. I'm just saying right now it is so fucking hard. Don't expect it to go my way. Don't, don't, don't expect it to go how we And and that's my biggest thing. And I think people are like, well, Brian did it. I can do it. And that's where I just go, Oh God, pump, pump the brakes. Because we did from the outside looking in, it looked very easy. Like we just, it looked like one day we were just like, fuck it. We're going to open a golf shop. And it makes me want to cry because it wasn't 
that easy. Like it was hard and it's still hard. And I don't want people to see what we post and what we do and think that it's all, you know, well, they don't hear, they don't hear this. They don't, they don't, they don't hear this part. Right. And they also don't see like what it does to you and I, and what it does to you, me and our son, what it does to, you know, you, me, your, your parents, like who are right here with us. Like there's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving pieces and nobody sees that. Um, You know, I'm here at the shop and I'm, I'll be the first to admit it. If I'm here at the shop for five extra hours, building golf clubs for sure, for sure throughout that five hours, I'm spending minimum one to one hour to an hour and a half putting, taking a break, eating, taking a break, hitting some balls. Like that's what I'm, I'm doing while I'm here. Otherwise I go crazy, but there are nights when I'm pedal to the floor, haven't left that build shop in four hours straight. And then I'm, I'm like in the doghouse at home, right? Like it's, it's bad. Well, right. And it, I mean, for me, it's like, I get it. Our son doesn't. You know, and so when it's consistently night after night and it's not your fault, it's not like you're like, oh man, I really want to be at the shop, but our son doesn't understand that he's going really dad's at work again. You know, like it's cool. We got a shop and all, but when, you know, you're four or five nights in a row, not home for dinner, it wears on your kid. So it's, it's tough. And people don't, people don't see that side of things. They just see that, oh, it's cool to have a golf shop. And that's where I get frustrated going back to the beginning of all of this with the, you know, kind of sometimes it's a disrespect for my time because I'm so quick normally to respond that now everyone expects thinks, that. Yeah. like I'll get a question mark fucking response right. after 30 or minutes. Or cool man, thanks for not answering. And it's like, which by the way, anybody that's been around for any amount of time knows this, but if you're new here, I handle 90% of Brian's DMs. If there's something that I don't know, if I open it, it's going to say it's red. I will then go through and unread it for him so he knows but there are times where I read it and it's not even him and y'all are being so rude to him as if cool you read my message and you didn't answer first of all who cares like uh, yeah I might have needed time to go back to it have a little bit of respect first of all um but second of all nine times out of ten it's because I read it and it's not an answer that I can answer so I leave it be which to me is, it's good customer service. Right, and sense. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, and sometimes I will. Sometimes I'll say, hey, it's Brian's wife. He's in a fitting. Um, if I see that you've messaged a couple of times, I'll hop in and say, hey, sorry. Um, but just just know that it's not always Brian just ignoring you because <laughs> he doesn't do I that. Don't do Believe that. me, I wish he would nine times out of 10 because we would get a little more face-to-face with him. But <laughs> Well, and that's the other part too is like there's times where you, you leave work and you go home and then I'll sit in the driveway in my car for 15 minutes. Or when I get to work here, right, I'll sit in my car for 15 up. minutes because it's the only time I can actually like, okay, it's kind of like when you go, when you got kids and you go to the bathroom and you spend extra time like on the shitter. Cause you're just like, I really just need this privacy. That's me in the car, like answering your DMS. And I do not spend extra time in the bathroom answering your DMS. That's the last thing I want to be doing uh, is answering your DMS while I'm doing that. So my whole thing is just, please, have some respect, but back to what you also said about people thinking it can just be done. I've actually come to terms with, I don't know a single person in this industry that has actually done what we've done. Not one, not, um, you know, I was talking to a guy who's bought some clubs for me. Hope he hears this, you know, cause I'm going to say exactly what I, what I said in the, uh, DM because he, I'm just going to pull it up cause he was asking and it was, it was like, good conversation about getting into this business and all that. But it hit me that like, shit, I'm not scared to say this. Like n- nobody's been able to do this, but, but me, this guy's wanting to start something and you just can't, you just can't do it because all of my peers have done this before or like the time I spent with another career or the career before that one. So let's say 12 to 15 years, I wasn't doing this. I, had some overlap where I like donate or donated. I volunteered a lot of time to learn how to get into this. And then I went and got a job eventually. Well, and then and when your it. day was done, you were still three, four, five hours. I mean, we go to bed at night and you're up two, three, four hours 
researching and learning. And it's like, do you ever just effing stop, like shut it off? And you don't. And I mean, major respect because you know the things that you know because of it, but not many people are willing to put that kind of time in. And we've no, and, and we know that because we've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many people say, Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do that. And they, they start doing it. Then they realize the amount of time it actually takes to do all these things. And then they just stop. Yeah. Nobody actually wants to deal with that shit. It's I mean, just a podcast. Okay. So we take an hour to record it and then you're two, three hours minimum editing it. Well, you know the podcast I mean? it's like, is pretty quick. Uh, it's, it's an hour and an hour, you know, but because you got to think it's an hour of audio, but it's still, it's because I'm not doing a ton of edits, right? right? right. When I started, I used to do like, when we get right. more people and things. I'm just saying it but adds no, up. If I was, if I was, like, if I had a guest on, yeah. if it was like me and like the trotty pot or something yeah. like that. No, I'm, I am editing yeah. that for a couple hours. Cause I know a lot of people are going to hear it and I want, I want everybody to hear it good. But video, I mean, juice was not worth the squeeze on the Voshell video. Um, not because of Vosh, the, the, uh, podcast was awesome. It just didn't line up. So but like, but like the audio tracks on the video and everything in the Zoom, there was three or four different audio tracks, and I had to edit them all. And it, and it, I lost my project like four hours in, when I was almost done, and then had to redo it all. So I, I spent an eight-hour workday doing just that for a few hundred views on YouTube, which I knew was gonna, it was, yeah. only, it was gonna be like that. So, all right, back to some questions. This is a, a good one that we've touched up on a little bit. And actually by us kind of ranting for 10 minutes on that, we've answered a lot of these questions. So it's kind of cool that we accidentally did that. But uh, Deepak Golf out from Oregon said, if I remember correctly, your bag is open to all brands this year. How soon until the 2021 what's in the bag? The goal was for Battle at the Beach to to kind of launch a, a video coinciding, like what's in the bag. I think I need more time. Um, this is hard. <laughs> it's, it's no, r- he just has too many options, and so he just... Well, I want it right, right? And so, and I talked about the tournament I played in this past week at, in Ocala. I'm hitting my driver so good. I told Mel yesterday... And I'm about to hit a ton of drivers. Like that's the video I'm launching now is me testing four or five different drivers and just quick thoughts, not really diving through the data, but just quick thoughts on, hey, this driver, this feels like this, this sounds like this, this performs like this, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I told Mel, I said, I will not change my driver before Battle at the Beach because it's the one thing I can count on. So do I think that that driver will be in the bag? I, I think I'm going to end up with a titles driver this year. Those irons are pretty saucy. You can say you're consistent with your driver. I mean, I true. I have never seen you hit irons the way that you hit the Ricky irons. And I'm not just saying that because I was like, you're going to, and by the way, you did put Cobras back in the bag. They might not stay forever, but they did go in the bag. Uh-huh. I told you they would. You did. Yeah, you um, did. <laughs> but I'm not just saying this true to God. I have never seen you hit irons the way that you hit those irons. And they're like, you're fresh in. It's not like you've had a lot of rounds in them. You've not been able to mess with them a ton. I just think the more you play them and the more you can tweak them, I don't, I don't think they're going to leave the back. So we're going to find out though, because I, um, I, I, those Mizunos are showing up any day now. We just got confirmation that they're ready to ship. I'm and just telling you, so in the, and I've said this earlier, he's going to have some Mizunos for sale soon. <laughs> <laughs> we do have another set of rickies by the way we sold we we sold we got a set you your set and then we got another set to sell we immediately sold those and then our rep reached out and said i can get you one more set do you want them so we ordered them um they're on their way so if you are in the market for some, some let us know um, if not i might good. just keep them and frame them and keep them at the shop um but no Everybody yeah. thinks they're pretty badass, and they definitely are, but uh, they're, everyone is very, very scared of them. And, and well, Boylan hit it, and he was like, wow, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, no. as soon as people hit them, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's more to it than meets the eye, just yeah. like a transformer. But uh, <laughs> I do hit them very, very well. I like them a lot. Uh, I still think that the ball goes a little high. I, if the MP20 can f- just bring that down a little bit, or I can figure a way to do it with the revs. They could stay in the bag. Well, if so, he switches shafts out. Boring, nope. No. Nope. I'm not changing that. I'm not changing what I would consider the transmission, what what, what puts it in gear, man. I'm, I just can't. Um, love my Dynamic Gold X100. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of shaft. I don't want to change too many things. Right, right, right. Um, after already changing the irons. But um, 
I mean, look, if somebody wants to send me from Cobra a set of the King Forged MBs from the past <laughs> couple of years, I'd probably just put those back in the bag. The and, old ones, right? Yeah, the yeah, old ones. You I'd probably, the old ones. Yeah, so what it is, and this is what the MP20s actually have that the Rev 33s don't, uh, a little bit of camber in the sole. So for those of you that um, are, are nuts about your irons and whatnot, so the Ricky blades are very like from leading edge to trail edge, it's like... Phew, straight line and it is it is very scary i don't hit them poorly it's just i played them in a tournament and instead of digging too much and catching them fat it's almost like a kind of just eh, just let me just catch this one a couple grooves low you know the ball still kind of do what it needs to do and it'll be a good good ball flight still but um, i'm so scared of catching them fat and with the little more camber down there, a little softer on the uh, sole, I think I might do uh, a little bit better. So I'll be interested to see that. So 2021, what's in the bag? I mean, I've already talked a little bit about what's in the bag leading into that tournament um, or my last podcast. So you'll do a little bit. Like, I think you do like a what's currently in your bag, like from you know, now till the yeah. tournament. And then I'll, as you change stuff, you'll always update it, but you'll do a little something because we'll have Nick there. Yeah, I'll do yeah. for sure. I'll do the, uh, the, Battle at the beach, what's in the so bag? So the second weekend in March. Yep. You'll, you'll have a little you'll, something. You'll get something. You'll just get what's in my bag now. Um, all right. So what is the, how similar are Hanma TR20V and Strixon ZX7? I'm going to tell Where you. Where are the Hanmas with the gold that Andy Allen got? TR20Vs. Those are pretty. They're good. Not at all anything like ZX7. So Boylan brought, I think did he bring just the six iron of the ZX7. And I hit that fucking thing and I hit it so good. And I was just like, God damn it. I just really wanted to hate tricks on because they won't let us open up an account with them. They're the only company right now that won't let us. Well, open an they, not just us specifically, anybody they're They've got a freeze on all new accounts because they can't keep up with their old accounts. And I respect that, but get your fucking shit together. Like, Dude, I will sell a shit ton of tricks on like guess tomorrow. What? No, well then their problem is they can't deliver. So uh, respect to them to not just open it and then not be able to get us product. So yeah, it forces true. us to not be able to place orders. But damn, I hit yeah, those ZX sevens and, Fuck you guys. Those are really <laughs> <laughs> John, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> no, John, John from the tour, he, he rocks. But uh, hey, John, if you can send me a set of ZX7s, and <laughs> I would actually game those probably. Those might. I would really have some wars if I had some ZX7s to try because I hit those and damn it, they felt so good. That's that V grind on the sole. So good. It's so good. So good. But I, I got to say nothing like the TR20Vs at all. Um, but very good irons. I just built a set. Very sexy. You can go to Brian Golf on Instagram and you can see those. Um, I like this one from ML Golf 19. Of the 2021 drivers, what has been the most surprising, positive, and most disappointing? Well, the title list, does it count as a 2021 driver? It has to. It's going to be in the lineup for the next 18 months for sure. The most positive is how good that feels in the ball speed. I feel like that's a 2021. It's You mean 2020 or 2021? The titles? Yeah. They came out in 2020. Yeah, but it was at the end of 2020. Now. Yeah, but they're now. They're yeah. current. They're not being replaced in the next 18 months. Yeah. Um, in fact, the TSI 1 and 4 are coming, which I cannot wait to test the 4. But uh, I think that the title is just feels so good. It is very hard to tell where you hit it on the face because that ATI face just feels so good all across the board. Um, but ball speed wise, I've getting some higher ball speeds with that one. And it's the top seller right now in the Bay, as far as fittings go. Um, thanks to the SIM being uh, replaced by the SIM two. Now the SIM two, I'm disappointed because I wanted it to be just plug and play like boom sim you like sim great let's put the sim 2 in your bag and just watch you love it even more and i like the feel i like the look but it's just spinning a little bit so i don't know i could mess with that maybe if i had an eight degree head or something i did i'm not going to say the source just in case it's not like something that they want to talk about but i have multiple sources i could say a tailor made where they've said, look, the way to do this is get a TPS weight, the, the front weight. A lot of you don't realize that that weight is a weight. You unscrew it, takes a, a T20. I was going to say, it's a special screw. T20, T20 head. Okay, go to Home Depot, get your T20 head. And um, you can replace, I think it was like a two or three gram weight in the demo that I had. 
and I put an eight gram or a nine gram or a 10 gram, I've got a few of them in the front, then take the 16 gram weight out. And this is the tough part is the eight gram weight is very expensive. So the only way you're going to get one right now is if you, um, I think the trick would be to order a very long driver from TaylorMade and have them put a light weight in the back to reduce the swing weight. And that gets you an eight gram weight for the back. So if you think about it, now what we're doing is, I know this is awesome, is getting the weight more forward, a more forward CG, which hopefully can get that spin down a little bit with the, uh, the lighter weight in the back, heavier weight in the front. So until we get that dialed, I'm a little disappointed in, in Sim 2. Uh, Cobra, I mean, it's very, very similar to the speed zone, the rad speed, just really straight. It's very, very stable, really straight. PXG, I'm up in the air about. I'll say this Callaway driver sounds good. I got the Max LS that I'm going to test today or tonight for a video that's going up on YouTube. That one I do really like. And uh, my buddy Matthew was in the other day from Sinlawn. We're playing in a Matthew, tournament. Matthew, huh? Yep. Matt Saxton was <laughs> in, um, had him in. He's he's Matthew in my phone, and I think he's Matthew on Instagram. So he um, he came in, and he was hitting that very, very good. So that was promising to see. But I've we'll, got 15 minutes. Yep, we've got 10. So that's it. Um Let's just go through a couple more. We really like to talk. Um, Todd, Todd Seabach, how, how should a person prepare before coming in for a club fitting? I would love to actually kind of tell you this, but I would also just go, look, go to TXG on YouTube. They did an amazing video. It was very specific to driver fitting, but they also did it, I think, going into a, um, an actual fitting, um, a normal fitting. And I actually had a player, Grant Meyer, came in. He actually asked in these questions if I was single. Um, this is a dude that's got a very gorgeous spouse. So I don't, Why does he want to know if you're I single? No, I think it was just stupid questions and brutally <laughs> honest answers. No, I don't know how much more brutally honest it gets than no, I'm not. But Grant came in and he goes, Oh, I guess I should tell you, this is my budget. This is what I, yes. this is what I currently play now. This is what I, you know, um, my ball does this. I'd like, I'd like to see a little more I think more budget's distance. the biggest thing. Be honest with your fitter. Budget's huge. Nobody's judging you. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Not one person, fitter-wise, I can say, is going to judge you by being honest about your budget. It only makes it harder when you're walking here like some stud who can afford anything, and then you're fit into $4,000 clubs, and then you're sitting here with your hand in your pants, and you're like, oh, shit, well, I can't really pay for that. I was hoping to pay $2,000. Well, you probably should have said that to begin with. So, <laughs> one, it... it limits what you're going to try and makes it easier for the fitter. So just be upfront. If you can only spend, I mean, we had a guy come in here. He said, my budget is $1,200 for irons. That is literally all I can spend. I can't spend a dollar more. He walked out with a brand new set of irons, custom built. He got what? Uh, his first like Eagle that he oh, like, yeah. you know, like second hole, second, yeah. second hole with his clubs hold out for an Eagle. He could not be five. any more excited. And guess what? Nobody was looking at him like, oh, you only have a $1,200 budget? No, it made Brian's job easier. No, well, well so, I mean, I worked really hard to get exactly right, what but, we needed, but I didn't waste time correct. getting things that were going to blow through our budget. Because I knew no matter what we saw on the screen, no matter what GC Quad said, right. he wasn't going to buy something right. if it was $1,700 right. or whatever it you was. You look sillier at the end when you go, oh, that's out of my budget. Yeah. Then you would if you were just up front and told your budget. For sure. I, I love this one from MLW74. It, ML, look, man, this one kind of pisses me off a little bit. Hey, what are your thoughts on dot, 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 dot? And then his next question, how's that PRGR treating you? Good tech for the money? That launch oh, you're monitor? launch monitor. Well, look, it's not even a launch monitor. I got to be up front with you, man. It's a swing count. It's not like just track your swing speed. I've got GC quad. I'm not using that shit to get my numbers. You know, like I'm foresight till I die. That PRGR is just mainly from super speed. I want to be able to track my swing speed with the super speed sticks and the PRGR will read your club head speed without right, you hitting So you can like do that at home. You can do that wherever, yep. right? Like you yep. can do it in the backyard. So you don't have to have the quad with you. You can, right. 
easily take it anywhere you want. And I'm not saying that PRGR is not good. I just, I have a $20,000 launch monitor. Well, right, right, right. I, I'm not sitting here getting a PRGR. But convenience wise, yeah. that's going to be very easy for a lot of people. Well, yeah. And the next part of this, I didn't pay for that. Superspeed and I, we signed a deal this year. I'm a Superspeed ambassador officially. I've always supported and loved their product and always recommended it. But now we're going to do a, a little bit more of a, a content grab this I was year. Saying, well, it's going to help you track yep. your, your speed through yep. your video. And, and I mean, you're going to really, really track how much super speed helps you, right? I'm swinging fast right now. Yeah. Like, like I can jump into the fitting bay and swing 117 to 118, like immediately getting over 120 is easy for me right now. I'm really reaching for that 125 to 130 range. I want to be consistently over 180 mile an hour ball speed. I've, I've gone through the system of super speed and the uh, different like training programs of protocol and whatnot. Like I know it works. I've seen it work. Like I hit the, the 170 barrier for the first time and hit one, one 116 average mile an hour club head speed with super speed. The first time I ever did it this time, we're just, I'm kind of refocusing it all. So that's, uh, that's, um, the truth about the PRGR. I don't expect it to be like great. I actually had a friend ask me about a bunch of those. And I said, look, I just think they're all shit. All of them. I don't care if you, you know, like, I just don't believe in these personal launch monitors. Um, I'd rather you go, you know, pay X amount of dollars for a, a Bay session or something at like a, a TrackMan studio or Foresight studio or something like that. than sit there and go spend $500 on one of these personal launch monitors. But that's just is that how much they are. I thought they were some like, of them. You can be 200, 300, oh. 400, 500. How much is that PRGR? I have no idea. I think Probably, it's like a hundred bucks, isn't uh, it? It's under 200. It's gotta be. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. I got a, uh, from Brian Skabinski. I'm just here for the entertainment. That's good. Oh, Tyson Bishop. My ferals keep sliding up on clubs. I hit the most. Is there a way to permanently fix it? Super glue that shit. Super glue that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Take a grip, take a loose grip, twist a, twist a ferrule. Oh my God. I almost just fell backwards. Out of the that chair. would have been funny. I would have been scared because of I what's behind really you, but hurt myself. yeah, exactly. That's not a good chair to fall <laughs> back in. Um, and, and so anyway, uh, with the ferals, look, it sucks that they ride up sometimes. I've I've yet to have one ride up. So I don't I don't quite like I haven't had a player come back to me and go, dude, these clubs you build me are great, but the ferals are fucking all over the place. And like I've had people come in though with them a all lot. the time. Yeah. I was gonna say I've had yeah. so many people come to me. A lot of uh a lot of different manufacturers, there's a couple of them that really happens all the time. Maybe BBNF just makes you really good ferals. Well, it definitely helps to have a ferrule that fits your golf club in right, the shaft. Right. Like it's got to fit. If it right. doesn't fit, then you're going to run into some problems there. But um, just a little bit of super glue, man. It should should do the trick. That should uh, kind of fix that. Um, oh, wow. Brian W. Frazier actually said, you recently posted about your affiliation with both Super Speed and Arcos. What makes them SPL? Special? That's what I thought it was. Well... I mean, I think Arcos, we've been over that a couple of times already on this pod. I think they're the best at keeping track of their data. They're the most reliable data grab that a, a normal golfer can go get. I mean, I don't think. Well, it, and it gives you a lot of data on the course as well, right? I mean, it's like a GPS all in yeah. one. Like I use that. Like, are you kidding me? When I was going to uh, Ocala for that tournament, I never saw the golf course. Brandon Valvano played it and he kind of gave me like some lines yeah. and then I went to Arcos and I previewed the golf course and looked at it, you know, beforehand and That's what I thought. kind of map out a strategy. And now beforehand. that they have the little clip, it makes it easier to where you literally don't have to have your phone. Yeah. The link is, yeah. it's pretty clutch. Now, yeah. sometimes, you know, if you don't use your phone for other things like music and whatnot, um, video, Instagram, whatever it may be while you're playing. Everybody then, is on the golf course listening to music using their phone. Constantly. I don't know. Cause I, I like some people are like, man, I got the Apple watch. I don't need the link. And it's like, well, you might, but not really. Like, see, yeah, I, even if I had an Apple but watch, you don't, want, you don't wear a watch to play golf. I would never wear, yeah. I don't wear a watch right now, but yeah. I would never wear a watch to play, to play golf. So, um, and then super speed is the only way other than, and maybe I'm picking up some speed right now before I really get going on super speed because of repetition, you know, I'm swing, I'm getting in a groove, I'm swinging a lot where I was kind of ramping up. I then got COVID and then, um, that slowed me down. And so I like, I was a week after like my two or three weeks after getting diagnosed or what do you call it? Diagnosed with COVID, whatever it is. 
Whenever I got coming down, coming, I don't whatever. Know. On my way back, I was like one ten to one twelve swing speed. That's how slow I got with with COVID and after it. Um, but repetitions helping me. Other than maybe the gyms helping me a little bit. Some of the you know just getting a little bit stronger here and there. But uh, for the most part, I've never seen anything actually positively influence swing speed like super speed golf. So that's definitely 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 special in as far as products goes. Um, how's the left-handed game? What clubs would you use if you had to game a full bag left-handed? He's actually pretty good lefty. Don't let him fool you. Johnny Streets, 93. That's a sick name. I mean, um, I'm not saying he's like, could go out and play a full round, but Brian can hit lefty. This is not really, you know why I can hit lefty? Super speed? Because you train that? Yeah, because that shit's hard. <laughs> I, I can't train with super speed because I cannot swing lefty to save my life. Oh, it is ugly. You sounded like Mitch Hedberg right there when you said I, that. That shit is hard. <laughs> he's like, he's like uh, the whole um, three easy payments of 1999. You saw me in the gym that day trying to do lefty. It was not so good. When we, when we brought the super speed into yeah, the gym, it, it was bad. That's, I, I actually posted it. It was so bad. Which was great. <laughs> it was good. But no, um, I'm not that good lefty. When we go to Top Golf, I am good lefty. It's weird. Um, I just am. Everybody's so, good at Top Golf. So whatever the clubs are at um, <laughs> Top Golf, that's what I'd put in the bag left-handed because those are the only lefty clubs I ever hit. Sometimes, like a friend, like Lewis came in, got fit, and I tried. Like whenever yeah. I fit a lefty, I'll fuck with their Dig clubs around. afterwards, you know, because they're put together and all that. And uh, I, I never, I never hit it good. So. I'm not that good at it. I would. I know um, Tron from No Laying Up. He's actually given up this year, and he is only le- he's right-handed golfer, yeah. and he's getting a left-handed. Maybe that's what I need handicap. to do. Start from scratch. Yeah. You'd have no uh, no bad habits, right? Right. One or two more here. Isaac Ramsey said, "What is the weirdest build request you've ever had?" Ooh. And I don't really like. That's a good question because I don't really know if there's like a weird build, but y'all do just come up with shit. I just need you to know that. like Some people are really neat. I mean, they give you like a full spreadsheet and like a PowerPoint presentation. And I like it. (laughs) But like sometimes they're like, yeah, I want to soft step this and hard step this. And I want the loft of this to be this and them. And it's like, "Mm, that's really cute. You and your little half degrees. But brother, (laughs) I don't really think that that's going to make a difference on these P790s. Maybe it will. I I had a LPGA player. I won't say who it is just yet, but... um, if we continue working with her, then it, I'd love to. She's top 50 player in the world. It's like the most talented golfer I've ever worked with. But, you know, her and I were talking. We were talking She's about. She's got a good name, too. Yeah, right? So we, we were talking about <laughs> golf and golf clubs and her clubs. And, you know, we were just looking at the gapping, and gapping was pretty spot on. And we were just talking. She's like, does half a degree really make a difference? And I'm like, you know what? For someone like you that actually delivers the club right. exactly the same yes. and can control dynamic loft, then. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be more cautious of the precision. But like Jim Bob at forty and a half versus forty one, like Jim Bob. You don't know the buddy, difference. You're gonna probably add ten degrees of loft to that with flipping at it anyways, you know, hit the big old bunny. I'm just kidding, Jim Bob. You know I love you. Um but no, so it, it's not a weird build request. We just and look, I like when people are anal. I have to do a build sheet for everybody. So when you already do that build sheet for me. Yeah. Makes it's, it easy. I just it, print that shit out. It makes so, it here you great. Go. Yep, 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 yep. Um, let's see if there's any other ones. Um, am I man enough, Chris Beeler? Am I man enough to handle steel fiber 125x compared to Modus 120x? To me, buddy, that's a stupid question. Like, well, you think them five grams gonna make a difference? You think you ain't man enough? Huh? Come on, man. Come on. You can do it, dude. Just do what you want. Make sure it fits. If it doesn't fit, then no. Actually, I mean, the steel fiber might be pretty. But asking if you're man enough... Yes, yeah, just. Are you just, implying you have a vagina? Like that. Are you married? Come on, man. Be Witta. Love Brian. TCC. Uh, I love this because it brings back the personal. And then one monitor. question after this because I'm going to be late. Okay. Is what are you late for? I have to go to the store and get stuff for our child's Valentine's Day stuff that's due tomorrow. Oh. So if I'm late, he's not going to be able to finish his Valentine's Day. Okay. I'm not going to be able to get because they have to go tomorrow because COVID. Am and I taking sit there. you home? He's taking me home. And okay. Then, yeah. Okay. And I have to go to Michael's to get this stuff real quick. Oh, I want to go to Michael's and get some paint well, pens. Hurry and up. Um, okay. So, Brian, this is a good one. Is spin rate measurement a necessary feature on a personal launch monitor? Thousand percent, right? Is ex- extremely important because what if what if it's reading everything else but 
not reading your backspin or it's a misreading or misestimating your backspin, you're going to get weird numbers. Like the backspin is pretty important. I'd say for sure, like launch, I would say ball speed are relevant for you, but launch and spin and carry distance, if you can kind of get those three things, and if there's anything that can give you face angle, which I know is tough, then you need face angle, uh, club data, as much club data as you can, but I know a lot of those are very, very hard. Adam R40 is hazardous T1100, as good as today's shafts. Um, yes, but no. Uh, they've replaced it with IM10, basically. Um, so maybe give that one a look before you just go grab a hazardous T1100. Because if I, if you were to come buy one of those for me, it would still be the most expensive shaft that Project X offers, which is crazy to think about. Um, Anthony Breen, let's bring one more back from Breen and end on this. Gun to the head. Will you ever be your own personal best round of golf at that same course? Wait, say that again. Gun to head. Mm-hmm. So right now, that gun that you have mm-hmm. is to my head. Will I ever beat my own personal best round of golf at the same course? Yes or no? So my personal best is... Five under 67 at Banyan Golf Club in Palm Beach. I was playing with Chris and Corey Lane and that crew. So they think I am an amazing, I mean, I'm a decent golfer. They think I am God. All right. I do not think I could shoot 67 at Banyan Golf Club because that day everything went in. Um, We played up a tee and I don't normally play. I normally would play that golf course from way back. When I played that golf course after they redid it, I I think I shot a hundred. So, you know, my answer to that is no. Deer Creek, if we go all the way back, and this is what we'll end on, we should name this podcast the Deer Creek Golf Club Pod. We should name it the DCGC group. Um, If we went to Sterling got his clubs, love them. Of course you do. Fucking sick clubs. Driver who's going to pound it. Um, think my personal best at Deer Creek is 67, which is four under. I believe if I played there for three days, I would shoot 65 at least once or twice. What did you shoot? What did you shoot in singles at Hammock? I thought you've gone really low there, no? At Hammock? Yeah. It, that, that was tough to tell. So last year as we're leading up in the battle at the beach, um, I felt like one round you've gone, I feel like in, an, in a tournament, you've gone really low in a round. Have you not? Mm, that's weird because they're all team events, right? But there's well, individual rounds. the loop, the loop, it was raining and all of this, and I went 40-30 or something. Yeah, I went 40-30. So I was four under on the back, back nine because yeah. it's a par 36-34. Yeah, so I, I went, don't know. I just felt like... That was one of the better rounds of golf I ever played. Um, just... Putts went in, but I just really hit good golf shots and things like that were going my way. Um, but I was in a good, like, space. Battle at the beach, tough to tell. Like, Johnny and I shot mid-80s in uh, best ball because it was just whatever, something just the, – the weather was bad. It's a new no year. Excuse. It's a new it year. That's all we're going to say. What's that? We don't need to hear about how shitty y'all played because we know. But, but no, it was only that, that round, right? Um if I golfed my own ball an alternate shot, I would have, I would have done something special. That would have been one of my lower rounds. That was one of my better rounds um, because I, we shot one over an alternate shot and like that was ridiculously good that day. So I don't know, but for sure, Deer Creek Golf Club, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do that this year. So that's it. More questions. You can get them, uh, Brian Golf on Instagram. I'm going to um, delete that now that we've recorded this. I'm going to delete that. And if you have any uh, questions after listening to all of this, an hour, three hours of entertainment jam-packed into one hour, um, you know, go ahead, ask me. Just be mindful, please. That's all I, I really want like everyone to think about love me. love you. Yeah, just think about me every once in a while and be like, you know. But we have a family, too. Brian's, Brian's <laughs> really been... Uh, He's been working hard and I'm going to go to Google and ask this question first. And, and then if I don't find it yep. or if I do find it and I still want his opinion, guess what? I'm going to say, Hey Brian, I Googled this and I found this answer. I was just curious if this is how you felt about it. <laughs> it's, it's uh, a- maybe, I don't know. So show that you put, he, you said it, you, you said it once and you said, what did you say? I want to be your wife. I don't want to be your whore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I said like like right. every once in a while, like I don't want just like what what are, what are your thoughts? And then all of a sudden, like you're just using me for, for that one thing, and then you're gone. I never talk to you again. We never have conversation, or or it's just like again, your quick "what are your thoughts?" question has a long answer that takes up my time, and I'm normally like my hands are disgusting. They've got so much glue on them, so much black dust, and all this shit. Okay, we gotta so, go next week, Mel. Um, podcast is gonna be a little late. Okay, just just make oh, sure everybody knows. Oh, because of your tournament. Yep. So playing in that conservatory uh, two ball with FSGA, me and Sax gonna go for the dub. Or maybe we'll just record something Sunday. Mm, I want to have that tournament recap. Okay. I want to have that tournament all right, recap. That's what the pod is next week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I know it's a long pod. Love you all. Thank you, Mel. Um, I gotta go. She's kicking me out. Goodbye. Thank you, Pin Golf, for sponsoring this luscious podcast.